everyone. My guest for this episode is Virginia Clouders, a New York City-based fashion and beauty photographer. Her work has been published in magazines such as Archive, Elements, Dream, Dreaminglets, Vulcan, and many more. She's also had other photography and writing work in publications like Brandon Magazine and Colonnade's Literary and Art Journal, as well as many past exhibitions of herself. You can view her work on her Instagram at vcloiders.com photo and her website virginia clouder sorry.com mm-hmm. so yeah you're a second guest on the podcast amazing thank you for having thank me thank you so much for coming i know it's mm-hmm. like a, still a little scary to come out and be places physically but thank you so much for like of being course here yes yes when you first moved to nyc i know that you worked in the industry as a creative copywriter and production and photography assistant like what did that consist of i did so when i first moved here um, it was right after college i moved to the city and i really was pursuing photography and i wanted to know the best way to get into the photo industry and it is of course to assist and like meet other right. photographers who have been in the industry a while and who are working professionals. So I was hired at a small uh, content creation agency. And at first I was assisting and um, you know helping out on photo shoots and that sort of thing. But eventually they were like, we really need a copywriter to help us out with our clients to actually write for um, our brands and write for Instagram and create copy for their uh, marketing purposes. And I said, well, you know, like I have a a dual degree. I did English and also fine art so I can write. So I started doing copywriting for them. And then from there, I did professional copywriting, creative copywriting for a couple years. So like did you... So photography wasn't always just like a hobby. It was something you were consciously wanting to go Yeah, it started off as a hobby. Like when I first started shooting when I was pretty young, um, I kind of, I had an old like point and shoot Sony camera that was my dad's. And I just started like messing around with it when I was really like in middle school. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is it. Yeah, I, I was it. like, this is it. fun. And I started taking um, pictures of myself, just like using the timer and that sort of thing, like in my backyard, um, not even with a tripod. I just like put it on my dad's the back of his truck or whatever and just like stand like in front of the it, camera yeah. and just mess around with it. And um, I had fun with that. And then as I got older, I started becoming more and more interested in photography. And in college, I ended up majoring in fine art, and um, my medium was photography. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, when did you really feel like you were like, this is it, I, I'm doing photography full-time? Like- yeah, it's funny because I moved to New York expecting that that's what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when I got here, I really wasn't ready. Like, I wasn't prepared fully for um, how competitive it is. It's like the most competitive city, one of the most in the country, probably the world. And, um, you know, I'm from South Carolina. I'd gone to school in North Carolina. It's pretty different. (laughs) So I I really wasn't ready. Um, And I just, I wasn't like mentally prepared, I would say. I had to like do some growing up, some finding myself. I really needed more experience, I feel like, like in the industry. And even getting into copywriting really helped me with that because I saw the way the beauty and fashion industries work from multiple perspectives that way. And um, after taking sort of a break from photography where I really didn't shoot very much for like a year or two, I picked up a camera again one day because I had this like urge to start shooting again. Um, And my background is self-portraiture. And really, that was a very healing thing for me. I think you read some on my website about my past work. And 
I just had this like need to do it again. So I started taking self-portraits again. And I always was very interested in fashion though, specifically because I see a big overlap with fashion photography and with um, fine art photography. Like fashion photography is one of the most like creative forms of photography that you can also do as a career and like make right. some money from and really, um, you know, go into as like a, a field, right, a professional like field. Art, but also being able exactly. to like live off of it. It's right? sort of like the perfect harmony or I saw it that way. Yeah. So after doing the self portraiture for a little while, I was like, I need to get back into fashion. Like I want to start this again. Right. So I literally had no portfolio like whatsoever. Um, like no fashion portfolio. I had a lot of like fine art work from college and that sort of thing. Um, so I started reaching out to models on Instagram and I started networking just all on Instagram or occasionally emailing people. And a lot of people didn't answer me or like weren't interested or whatever, but, um, a few people did take a chance on me, which was good and decided to collaborate with me. And I just like dove like literally headfirst into it and right. started shooting all the time, like constantly. Did you think, did you ever have like people you worked with when you were in copywriting that were able to help you sort of enter photography or was it really just on mm. your own mostly? You know, it's funny because when I started working in New York before I went into like beauty copywriting, like mm -hmm. full time and doing that, I was freelance with that for like a year or two. Um, when I was working at that production company, there are a couple of photographers there who I connected with. And I didn't really see them that much for like a year or so when I was doing my full-time copywriting thing, but we reconnected after like a year or two and we started um, working together and they were a really good support for me. I have to shout out Derek Marquez, who's like a very talented photographer living in New York City. And um, we really like started talking and like kind of helped each other out and um, you know, I, I would assist him some and help him and he'd assist me some on shoots and we'd talk about equipment and that sort of thing. And having that point of contact or someone else who's sort of like, who's in the industry, he's been in the industry like much longer than me. Um, it really helps a lot to just kind of know what, what it looks like and, and what you're doing. And, right. um, it's a really good source of support. I feel like a lot of people think that they have to reach out to like, I don't know, the most, like the top people, but it's like, no, you usually just, you could get the same help from someone who's yeah, just been around for absolutely. a long time. Yeah. And I feel like, of course, like there's definitely something really awesome about working with like a famous photographer. Like I wouldn't say no to that if I got an assisting job at, you know, or something with a, a very famous photographer, that would be an amazing opportunity. But I do think that um, what's really important also is getting to know the people at like your same level right. or who are like, you know, growing or going places that you also want to go and then getting to know them. And then you all move up together. And ideally like one day, all of you are succeeding and like building each other up. Right. Um, yeah. That's the way I see it. At least I feel like there's a really competitive like attitude in photography. I'm sure you get the same in like the fashion industry right. and you know, that sort of thing. But um, where people just like, don't really want each other to succeed. It's like, Oh, there's not enough room for like too many people at the top or, you know, like you can't have too many women or like too many people of color at the right. top or whatever. And I feel like that's a really problematic attitude because really like we should be building each other up and like uplifting one another. Definitely. Yeah. I do feel like that's something that I've only, I'm on my second semester, my second year. 
mm-hmm. my third semester and I have felt that that is like a big uh, attitude that a lot of people have that sort of like oh no I, I invite her maybe she'll be the one that ends up getting like the job so no maybe I'm exactly not yeah. exactly and if and she gets the job, she could just bring you in later on. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard to not feel like some jealousy when someone obviously is yeah. like, you see them as like succeeding more than you or something like that. But it's, yeah, it's important to remember that like these people who are moving up or it's actually, I mean, it's like they you can want to you see the people. Them. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, it's just nice to see people that you know personally, like doing well, doing well and yeah. succeeding. It, it gives me hope. Like when I see people who I know that are like getting these opportunities, I think, Oh, well, like I'll have that opportunity too one day. Yeah. Like um, I, I've been, like I see my friends who get like modeling jobs for like big companies or like, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh you have God. to cheer them on. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I feel like that's really what it's about because, um, photography, especially. And I think a lot of the, the fashion industry too, and the beauty industries, it's very collaborative. Like cr- anything creative is really like pretty collaborative like you have to work together you have teams um it's all about building your teams and like building your connections and I feel like in order to do that you really have to find people who you truly connect with and you have to support each other and have a mutual relationship right that um that grows stronger with time right and also it's also like be nice to everyone because you do see people more than once oh yeah definitely do see them again. absolutely like that's so I that is so true like there's times when um I've worked with people and I think like oh I probably won't ever like see them around again and then like on the next job they're They're there exactly and like so it really is very small it's pretty close close knit especially when you find uh your circle of like peers I guess that you work with and that you shoot with or you know that you you do things with um those people start showing up again and again but it's amazing because then you meet other people through your peers and like that's building a network right yeah. and, and that's what it's really about do you why did you choose to remain in like the fashion and beauty industry like why didn't you want to like i don't know i feel like sometimes the vibe and attitude of the industry can be a little hard on people and like it could throw you off a little bit like why did you stay so, uh the what sorry what oh, was sorry that? why did you choose to stay in the beauty and fashion industry mm. yeah because you're saying it, it can be hard and yeah like it yeah can be a little yeah hard. yeah yeah exactly no i i uh totally agree with that <laughs> it can be very challenging and um you know it's funny i feel like i i have like this need like this drive to do it that's a good question because i don't know whether it's just like my need to prove to myself that i can do it Um, I do love it. So obviously like that comes into play too. It's like, I would say fashion photography is one of my passions and I love beauty photography too, because of the room for creativity and because it's such an interesting, um, career. I've, there's not really anything else I can think of that for me has felt the same way when I'm doing it. Like I, I loved copywriting. It it was also very fun, but, um, I feel like there wasn't quite as much room for creativity and there also isn't as much room to network and to meet people because it's pretty solo. You're like in a room with a computer writing. Whereas um, photography, it's really about human connection because you're connecting with your team members, but you're also connecting with the model and the person on the other side of the camera. And that's something that's really unique. And that feeling is something I've like, I've never found anywhere else. And part of it too, I think is that creative drive, you know, that drive to like 
to create something visual that I have. And I've really always had since I was a kid. Right, yeah, with the team, it sort of feels like when you see like the edited pictures, like the final products, like we had a child together. This is what Exactly, we that's this literally what yeah. it feels like. It feels like you gave birth. Like, this You're is like, our baby, yeah. <laughs> this is my baby. And that's why it can be so hard, like you were saying. Um, yeah. Not just, you know, there's tons of reasons it's difficult. But um, one reason is that it is so personal. And I read something once that said like, um, they say like, um, if you do what you love, you're never, you'll never work a day in your life. But the truth is like, if you do what you love, you'll, you know, love it, but you'll take everything super personally yeah. and get really offended when people don't like what you do. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of true to some extent, like, cause it is like your baby, you, you're protective over it. And I think shedding that sort of like ego or shedding that like need to, um, I guess, see everything you do as like perfect is really important as an artist and like as a you know photographer really but in all the arts because then you have room for growth right. and you can recognize like what you're not doing well what you can do better and also just thing. overall like not everyone's gonna like it like people there's always gonna be someone that's gonna like it oh there, absolutely gonna gonna like it so it's kind of like it's not personal. Maybe they're just not into this sort of thing. So totally. Not take it too like close to the heart. But, yeah, yeah. I, it's funny. I have this roommate who he was. Um, his name's Austin Henderson, and uh, <laughs> he lives. He lived in uh, in uh, Nashville for a while. But he's a great singer songwriter, and he once said to me, "Not everything you, like you produce, not." He said, let me start over. Not everything you see you're going to like, and that's okay because it's not for you. Right. If you don't like something, you have to to approach it basically from sort of a uh, an outside standpoint where you're like not fully... Uh, you can understand that it's not fully meant for you and that that thing, that art, was produced for someone else. Like, right. it will appeal to someone else just because you don't like something, basically. It doesn't mean it also doesn't mean, mean it's something. not good. Yeah. And I think it's important, like, for us to recognize that when we're looking at other people's work, too. Like, um, so I try not to be, like, super judgmental when I see other people's art that maybe, mm -hmm. like, I don't immediately like because, like, well, you know, maybe I just don't get it. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> maybe it's not for me. I right. thought that was, like, a really important thing to think about right so yeah. like you have three photography series the mm -hmm. ongoing one that that's called what he left behind dealing with effects of abuse and romantic mm -hmm. relationships uh where i rest my bones dealing with the complicated relationship you have with your hometown of columbia south carolina mm -hmm. and reframing history where you projected uh classical paintings onto your subjects like can you talk to us a little bit about the inspiration behind these? yeah so um the reframing history is my oldest uh, body of work, and that was actually done when I was in college. It was my senior thesis, and um, that's sort of I would say what actually locked in like my love for photography. I always loved it, but really that um, series was very healing. I that kind of started, um, I guess, this these series of personal projects I've been doing, where uh, I wanted to deal with like some of the lasting effects I had from toxic relationships of the past and abusive relationships of the past that really had stuck with me for years and I'd never fully healed or gotten over. And um, one of the best ways to do that for me, and actually I think for a lot of people, is through art, art therapy, really. And I basically took my thesis, like, project and you know college my senior year of college as the opportunity 
to um, engage in this art making process that like I saw as healing myself. The idea behind it was I'm connecting my own body to the history of um, abuse that women have had over the decades, you know, uh, romantic abuse, sexual abuse. Um, and I specifically was actually looking at classical paintings right. because as a kid, I've always have loved art. And I would look at these like beautiful classical paintings, like in museums, um, they're in history books. Like we learned about some of them in school and I was like, Oh my God, these are so lovely. Like so awesome. And made by these famous painters, it's like the first thing you really hear about as an artist, these famous painters. Right. And later I found out a lot of them were depicting like women literally being like kidnapped and right. like abused. And I was, you know, thought that was like pretty messed up. So I wanted to kind of comment on how, um, that history, it still affects women today because of sexism and those attitudes are so ingrained in our society. And I created that connection using the projections, um, and I kind of followed with through with like the theme of like sexual violence and some of my other personal work because it's something that I'm really passionate about. I'm really passionate about women's issues and that's something else I explore in the, um, uh, what he left behind series. I actually started that when I was in, uh, when I moved to New York city and, um, I wasn't really done yet with like, I guess, telling these stories. So I uh, started producing, literally all those photos actually were taken in my apartment, um, in my room, like in my bedroom of my right. apartment. And um, that's the same actually that I did with the re Reframing History series. Most of those were taken in uh, my college like apartments, like bedroom that I lived in. Um, and that's like a, I, I liked, you know, doing these uh, self-portraits there because it's so personal. Right. And obviously, like, it, there's the connection to, like, assault and sexual assault and basically, like, the invasion of, like, your space, your body, like, your privacy. And that's why I chose the bedroom as, like, the space right. to do this shoot. Um, and that is an ongoing series, but it's funny. I haven't worked on it recently, unfortunately. And I think a big reason is because something I found out is like once you start doing like photography as a job, you start doing fashion photography or, or whatever it is, there's not as much time to shoot your personal projects, right. which is really, I think why artists do residencies and that sort of thing. I have now found out <laughs> the reason. You're like, now it's like, mm -hmm. Oh no, you come home like tired from doing like, oh, all these yeah. shoots and now you're like, I'm oh my god! I'll do it tomorrow, and you keep putting it off and putting it off. And exactly. You, you realize it's been like two weeks or you putting it off. Exactly. It's funny too, because I think that like there's a season for different things, and I like I'm an introvert actually, so I feel like one of the things I learned about living in New York City, especially, is like if you give everything your all all the time, if you're like doing all these things all the time and you're on all the time, like as an introvert, I would burn out so fast. Like I would have no energy to do anything. Like I would just crash. Right. <laughs> so I found that like, I have to really like be mindful about where I expend my energy. And I would say the past few years, it's really been with my fashion photography and like building up that and building up, um, like my practice, like my portfolio, my connections, trying to get jobs and that sort of thing. And really all of my energy and like my everything has gone into that, that it hasn't left a lot of room for me to produce like my own personal creative content. And I, I do sometimes feel guilty about that. Like, oh, as an artist, I should be producing more personal work. But then I realize like 
I will, I will do that eventually. Like I just have to give myself the time and the space and it has to be that the moment is right to right. do it. It's like you can't push like personal works out like that because it's like you have to be like you're putting a piece of yourself in there and you don't feel ready to do it, then it's not going to have the same meaning that you want. Exactly. To. And it, and it just becomes exhausting then. And like, and, and, and not like sincere. Like, it's yeah. like insincere then. Right. Um, yeah. So like, um, what do you think is currently the biggest problem in the industry? Like specifically oh. towards like the photography side of it? Oh man. It's <laughs> <laughs> a loaded question. Um, yeah, so towards the photography side, I would say um, I've seen a lot of disrespect for photographers in the form of fair rates, yes. especially. Um, I've actually heard a lot of photographers talking about this, uh, especially older ones who have been in the industry for a while, about how the rates have gotten so low compared to what they used to right. be. And people just don't really want to pay. Like, they don't want to pay really, like, what they should because... Yeah. Um, it's not just, you know, obviously pressing a button on a camera. There's so much more that goes into right. it than that. And, um, it's, it's hard. It's actually a, it's a creative field, but it's a hard job. And it's sad to see that. I'm not really sure why the rates have gotten so low. I haven't really looked into it or like thought about it too hard, but I feel like part of it too has to do with times changing. And like, we're in such a digital age where, Everyone has an iPhone. A lot of people think like, oh, like, you know, taking photos on my, like, my iPhone is just as good as the DSLR. And the iPhone does have a pretty good yeah. quality camera. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> and, you know, some photographers do shoot with iPhones and that's yeah. fine. But, you know, there is a difference between like a random person pulling out an iPhone who like does, isn't really thinking about what they're doing and a, a true like you know, artist or photographer, like really putting thought into it. And that yeah. skill really is part of what, you know, a client is paying for. Yeah. It's not so much of like, yeah, the DSL, the camera and the iPhone, it's the person who's exactly. holding the iPhone. That's what makes the difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like, um, for most freelancers or like people like in the industry, I feel like the rates have gone down, like no paid internships. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. When I was applying for jobs here, when I first moved to the city, there were like really, I mean, I saw no paid internships and the first job I took was unpaid. And technically a lot of that is actually illegal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I yeah. found out like, you know, is and people, I mean, I will say the industry does not look, you know, happily on that. Like a lot, I know a lot of photographers who are like, that's messed up. Like you should pay your interns, yeah. you know, but it's just, it's not happening and it should be. Yeah. It's always like the directors are like, Oh, it makes me laugh because it's like, get to like group of interns and I'm with them and they're like, Oh yeah, I got paid for transportation. And some girls are like, I can't believe we didn't get paid anything. And she's like, I got transportation money. And I'm like, you got transportation money. I didn't even get that. Like, Oh what? my God. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's like, Oh, I had my meals covered. It's like, well, I didn't get that either. You know, yeah. like, Oh my God, there's always something. Yeah. I don't know why it's so widespread. I feel like even the makeup artists are getting really bad rates too. So it's kind of like, I've Absolutely. spoken to makeup artists who are like, Oh, like they have a lot of followers and stuff like that. And they've, done the, they've done a lot of work, but it's like, how much are you getting paid? And they're like, this is just for like credit. This is like, yeah. and I'm like, what? What are you talking just about? Just for exposure. Like, yeah, exposure. I'm like, what? You've done like 
every magazine, like every small magazine out there, why are you here for free? Why is it for exposure? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, And it's funny because, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, you just have to stop taking those jobs. And like, but they're all those jobs. Exactly. Job out there to like a certain extent. Like, yeah, you like you get to a point where you have to like not take the unpaid jobs. But, um, if it's a really good opportunity, yeah. it can be hard to say no. Yeah, if it's, you know, some brands, it's if it's like, right. You have yeah. To do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, some exposure, some of those exposure opportunities are really good opportunities and they will look great in your portfolio. But, um, it's all about like really such a personal thing. That's what's hard about like freelance. I feel like, and about the creative industries and photography and all of this is that there's no like guide. There's no roadmap on like what you should do. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go to med school or law school, like obviously that's very hard. I'm not saying yeah. it's not, but there's like certain steps you take, like you graduate, you know, you do this or that you, and then eventually, you know, you clerk or whatever, and you end up in the field that you were going for all along. And you end up with like a certain salary that's like estimated. It's, it's more consistent and you do have like a clear end point. Usually, you know, about how many years it will take, yeah. but with, freelance and with um the creative industries and the art industry it's so funny because there there is none of that it's a crazy thing we yeah. just kind of like stumble into it at least that's how I feel and I'm like oh my god what am I doing <laughs> like, yeah, like is I'm- this the right path <laughs> like yeah. and really like only time will tell and that can be a scary thing yeah it's like I know kids who graduated they did masters and everything and they're still looking and then there's kids who dropped out of school because they got a job before they graduated oh my god so it's kind of like oh my god like that would be the dream yeah <laughs> to like, get the the great job before you even graduate yeah there's <laughs> kids who like they're like oh yeah I'm on my second year but I'm gonna drop out because I already worked for like I don't know five years something and I'm like oh my goodness what? yeah anyways yeah everyone has their own pace too I think which is interesting like it's hard not to compare yourself to people like that but then you realize like my time will come too and right. a lot of it is just having faith that things will work out which can be difficult yeah, <laughs> can be hard at times you know if you're not someone necessarily who believes that like you know, there's some like divine intervention or whatever at work. It can be difficult to yeah. maintain that sort of optimistic thinking. Yeah, you take it more as if I'm not doing enough and not mm-hmm. just sometimes it just didn't align for you, I guess. And yeah, then, yeah, exactly. So like, what is something you wished you knew before starting as like Ooh. this career path? That's a good question too. Something I wish I knew before starting. I feel like... Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like if I could talk to my younger self, really to a lot of young creatives, I would say like, be prepared for the fact that it's going to be really hard. <laughs> it will be very difficult. Um, it's it's not clear, like I was saying earlier, there's not a clear path. There's not a clear guideline for how to succeed. And it's going to be really challenging to have faith in yourself and to have that confidence that took me, that's taken me a long time. I'm still working on it. Of course, everyone is, I think really to some extent having confidence in yourself and, um, believing that eventually you will get to where you want to go. And I feel like I would just say, find a way to build that up within yourself and to prepare yourself. And honestly, a lot of what helped me was self-reflection doing my own personal art and going to therapy I think everyone should go to therapy honestly it's an amazing thing like it it really will enrich your your life and 
I think help people find out like their the why they do the things they do and that really impacts your entire life like including your career yeah definitely like Mm -hmm. um also I feel like a lot of people should go in knowing like I feel like in movies the industry is portrayed as being a little toxic oh but yeah it's like let me tell you it kind of is so it is like, kind of toxic should be, you should be ready to you are going to be put in experiences that that you are not going to feel comfortable absolutely in, but you should find the group of people that makes you feel that make you feel the best and that yeah. are doing what you want to do and that is so important and and that is possible too like it's although it can be very toxic and it's very hard and there will be people who don't like what you're about, who don't like what you do. There are always people who will like you and will like what you're about. And finding them is so important. And that really carries you through all the bad times. Right. So just to wrap up, is there mm-hmm. anything that you want to plug in? Anything coming up? Ooh. Oh, I actually have a lot of things like kind of in the works. Um, some new projects I've recently shot since things started to open back up with COVID and it's getting safer to shoot. I've done some socially distanced shoots that will be... Uh, dropping soon within the next few months so keep an eye out for them at uh, v clouters photo on instagram that's v k l u i t e r s photo and uh, i'll be releasing some new series soon okay cool so thank you so much for being on it was really great talking thank to you. you so much for having me this was great <laughs> thank you i'm glad you liked it so maybe we can have you back in the future like to see what i would love to, that update see what's what's happening in the future with future virginia and yeah, the progress exactly. i've made hopefully <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> thank you awesome thank you